get right to our next guest. Pleasure to have on today Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab. Jeffrey, nice to see you. Um, it's just really tough. They're just we aren't finding the bottom. Continued worries and just finished saying new low here. Um, session lows today and 52-week lows. The, the 30,000 on the Dow, we haven't seen that since January of 2021, below 30,000. It's tough. It is tough, and, and this kind of an environment may continue until we see enough of a slowdown in inflation and growth that the Fed can begin to communicate to the market that it's uh, it's not going to continue to be this aggressive. You know, we've had other central banks join the party uh, today with the Swiss National Bank surprising and hiking interest rates today. The Bank of England hiking by 25, but indicating 50 may be coming. And the European Central Bank also seemingly entertaining 50 basis points at a, at a coming meeting. So you've got a lot of this coming together. And the Bank of Japan meets tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, they might even do something. And all that coming together to really tighten global financial financial conditions. This is one of the very rare periods of time where we're in a bear market for stocks and bonds and cash, at least on an inflation-adjusted basis. We've only seen that two times in the last 72 years, both during the 1970s. The only positive thing I can say about it is they didn't last very long. They were usually right around the peak in inflation and uh, and, and, and and didn't even last a, a full 12 months. So uh, yeah, here's so here's my chart on this. I mean, it's just an ugly environment. You know, one, one bear market's bad enough, but three, oh, the three bears, not, not a friendly environment. Yeah, I think you make a great point because we do, you know, sometimes you'll you see a divergence or you see something, but it is a rare day that you see bear markets for bonds, stocks and cash when you do an inflation adjustment. It's amazing and it is very painful. But to your point, I hope it doesn't last that long. Is there any way to even gauge how long this could last? Because obviously now people are talking about this could be the second quarter and this will be a technical recession. Um, you know, and then what? I mean, it, it almost doesn't matter. A recession, you could say the word recession. Everybody's suffering. They're paying so much at the gas pump. It doesn't feel any better if you say it's a recession or not a recession. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I guess the, the silver lining that I'm still looking for is when inflation begins to recede. You and I have been talking about this potential move from shortages to gluts, meaning inventory building up in channels, prompting uh, uh, companies to begin to lower prices to clear that inventory. I still believe that happens in the second half of this year, and I don't think the market's anticipating the degree to which that can move. In the past, when we've seen these shifts, inflation's come down very rapidly. I'm not saying that's my base case. I'm saying it's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm seeing some signs of that. But uh, for the time being, we're still in this bear market until we see a breakdown in some of those inflation pressures. And we've heard, uh, you've mentioned, you were the first to say after there was supply chain issues and we couldn't get anything in, everything was in the ports and you said, watch out, in six months we're going to be talking about supply glots and mismanagement of inventory and that's exactly what's happening with many of the retailers. Um, we're seeing a pause from some of them and, and some retailers are really struggling, such as Revlon right now filing for bankruptcy. I'm not sure that we expected that. It sounds... I know it's not that bad because there, we are seeing other points that are good, like, la like labor has been good. There were parts of retail sales that were good news. Um, you know, I'm not a doom and gloom type because I do think that, you know, most of my guests who come on think the S&P is going to be higher by the end of the year. Wh what's the positive and what's the negative here? Well, I, I think that the positive could be that inflation comes down more rapidly and the Fed doesn't need to slow growth. But I'm afraid that 
some of the signs of resilient growth. You know, I was just looking at European air traffic. I mean, it's way up. People are still traveling. They're still going to the movies. They're still going out to restaurants. And one of the challenges that central banks face is that maybe inflation doesn't come down until they have to push down even harder. So while the economy is relatively resilient so far, maybe uh, you know maybe that means the market has to go down lower uh, in order for financial conditions to tighten enough to really get that to break I i'm more in the hopeful camp that inflation is going to come down faster than the market and even central banks are expecting in the second half of this year but that's certainly uh, a risk that it doesn't and uh, and that this uh, this slowdown lingers you know when we're in a recession markets tend to bottom fairly early and, and then begin to rebound. The problem with slowdowns like this is that these bouts of weakness in the market tend to linger uh, and, and go on and on and we get rallies, but then they fail and we come back to lower lows. So I am hopeful that by the end of the year, we're in a very different inflation environment than we are today, but that's a long time from now, especially as this these bouts of weakness continue. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the Chinese stocks. And I know you, you look at the international plays, um, are there opportunities are you, when you see outperformance? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, the only bull market I can find around the world right now is in Chinese ADRs. I know they're down today. You just flashed them up on the on the screen before I, before I came on. But Chinese ADRs trading in the U.S., the big names, are on their best run in over a year. The NASDAQ Golden Dragon Index is up four weeks in a row. Find anything else up four weeks in a row. And while the index is down 3% so far this week, that's half of the losses seen in the S&P 500. There are still plenty of risks. I wouldn't make this a big part of a portfolio, but China has more and more going right. China's inflation is tame. The central bank is cutting rates, not raising them in China. The economy is rebounding from the COVID lockdowns and mini recession of a couple of months ago. And the regulatory crackdown on these big tech companies has faded. This has been the longest winning streak since the end of 2019 for these stocks. So for investors looking for a bull market out there, it might be worth considering. Yeah. Yeah, and is there anything we're missing? Is there just like a final thought, Jeffrey, that, that we shouldn't make note of? I, I th my final thought is this, as we, as we ponder the risk of a recession, one of the things investors get, get wrong is that they're focusing on the old leadership. We generally get reversals in these downturns and you get better leadership. We've got value in international stocks outperforming on the downside. I think they're probably gonna outperform in the recovery as well. And too many investors miss that. They hold on to the old leaders. Every, pretty much every recession, we get a reversal in leadership, and that's unfolding now to a huge degree in value in international. Something to consider in portfolios if you're still focused just on U.S. tech stocks. Yeah, Jeffrey Kleintop, it's wonderful to talk with you, particularly on a Thanks day where we're hitting new lows that we haven't seen some of these levels since early last year, and it's tough for folks, and they do want at least some bright spots too. Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist with Charles Schwab. Thanks, Jeffrey.